0: All right, guys, I'm James O'Neill. Once again, you're here with the O'Neill Ops podcast. And this is January 1st, 2020. We're going to bring in the new year, right? We've got a special guest with us today. A guy that we've worked with for over 10 years. I've got Keith Rissy as co-host with us and John O'Neill, my brother, is co-host. This is the first time that, that he's been on here. And we're going to be asking and introducing Doug Melton the CEO and owner of SRT Arms. We've got some questions. I know I've had a lot of guys that have been very interested in us having him on, because there's been a lot of interest in his suppressors over the past few, longer than the past few years. But he is a company that we've actually, that that I kind of sorted through and picked out at the, you know, not at the very beginning, but after we got extensive use with a lot of different suppressors in the field. And you'll hear me say this on a lot of videos, but i don't have a sound meter i don't try to meter cans next to next to each other i listen for a specific tone for us in the field hunting and shooting and and actually killing coyotes or big game or whatever it is that we're doing a a certain tone is really intriguing and and, in really what we're after and i i can tell you the exact day what we were doing what we were shooting what other suppressors we were shooting when I heard the Shadow XLTI fire from quartering behind me. And I and Keith, I think, was, no, John was shooting it. You were using an AAC Cyclone. I was using a YHM QD a Phantom. And you could tell right off the bat when John fired, we were shooting at 1,000 yards. We both looked at each other like, dude, that sounds good. That's got a different tone. And that's, we're going to look a little bit more into those
1: suppressors. Well, just like we say before, I mean, there's a reason we run what we run. Um, it it applies to the cans as well. I mean, there's there's a reason we run these cans and and why it's at the top of our list.
0: And I'm jacked about this interview with Doug because it, he's been around here. And I'm gonna, let's, let's just introduce Doug right now. Doug, uh, we're humbled to have you, you know, working with us. You have a, a an awesome product, almost superior in my mind compared to what's out there. But I would like to have you introduce yourself and kind of uh, give us a, a, an explanation, a, a detailed explanation on kind of how, why, and when you've got started, how long you've been going, what SRT Arms is, and what it is exactly that you do and you plan on doing.
2: Okay, are you ready for me, James? Yep,
0: we're going, Doug. Go for it.
2: Okay, well, happy new year, guys. Um, anyway, this is Doug Melton, um, president of SRT Arms. Um As far as how I got in the suppressor business, I actually designed my first suppressor when I was about 14, but it was only on paper because I had no way to build it. Uh, uh, 1996 was my first suppressor I built on a Form 1, and then I incorporated two years later and started building them commercially. uh, We had some interesting designs I wanted to try, and they turned out pretty good, and we refined them, and they turned out to be quite superior. Um, I'd never taken apart anybody else's suppressor, and I've never even really looked inside them. So it was, I was—I had no preconceived notions on how to uh, build them. I wasn't swayed by other people's designs. We just worked on our own uh, own design and improved it. And um, you know, bought our sound meters, started testing them, and they turned out to be just as good or better uh, than. Uh, everybody else's and we went into business selling suppressors
0: and um what what did you i mean what's srt arms what's it stand for
2: uh uh, sonic research technologies
0: what was that you cut out a little bit
2: uh sonic research technologies
0: okay gotcha
2: um yeah because we originally started i started doing this as experimentation and then uh uh, got into commercially. It was uh, originally, like I said, it was spirit metal use, and uh, then we started uh, producing product. We started with the 22s, uh, integral 22s, the uh, integral Mark II at that time, and the integral 1022 and integral 7722, and then went into 22 muzzle suppressors, and then 223 and 30 caliber muzzle suppressors, and the uh, Muzzle suppressor became a very good big part of our market, uh, because it was a, a very good can. There's more to just building a suppressor than making it quiet, which of course is very important, but it's also got to be accurate. And there's a lot of bad ways to build a suppressor where you have, you know, the first shot will go someplace else for the rest than the rest of them do because it's, there's higher pressure during the first shot because of the oxygen burning in that suppressor, or you have to, some cases, suppressors, you have to clock them a certain way because they'll send a bullet off to the left or the right or up or down, depending on how the can is oriented on the end of the the, uh, the barrel. But ours do not require any clocking, and we do not have you know, cold first shot POI shift problems.
0: That's a huge part, and that's one of the, the, the key features. I'm glad you brought that up. That's awesome info for these guys that are listening because that is one of the first things that we look at before even – I mean, sure, sound suppression is intriguing, but if you have a, a quiet first round that's three, four, five inches off, it don't make it doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. If that first round misses, what I mean
0: What good is it? Exactly. Who cares if it's quiet? I mean, so that's what intrigued us. The sound first, obviously, I'm not gonna lie, but then we went into what we do. And testing groups and we found that I, I've had a numerous suppressors that have had first-round flyers like Doug was saying that first That first shot that gas, those gases fill up that can there's more pressure it, It's a little bit different his design is I mean They're all in the same hole the first and shot it, the follow-up shots fall within the first shot if your
1: rifle shoots We find ourselves when we're when we're grouping a rifle or finding a load for a rifle We make sure there's an SRT can on that rifle because of the accuracy exactly Exactly.
0: Because you know that the can's going to do what it does. Right. We just want to make sure that the rifle and our loads are going to do what we right, want them to right. do. But that's, that's awesome, Doug. I mean, uh, there's a couple of, of questions that I was going to ask you. I know this, this go back to your integrals. Um, I've got a couple that I should actually do another review. I did that Mark three government model review for you the, the fill some guys in on, on some of the work that you've done for contracts, uh, for the government on, 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 on those that, uh, if you can, uh, you know, if, if you can do that or if you're willing to share with us a little bit of that, some of the stuff you've done, had contracts, integrals.
2: Oh, sure, sure. Uh, first of all, you, you did mention that government model, that Mark Three Mod Zero uh, enterically suppressed Ruger Mark Three pistol. Um, a government agency that I'm not allowed to name, but uh, I can say that they are a government agency. Uh, Approached us in 2013 saying, you know, we need to replace our integrally suppressed uh, pistols. You know, we're looking for the best ones out there. And they said, we want to make builders the quietest 22 Ruger Mark III you can shooting CCI mini mag uh, 40 grain bullets. And I said, okay. So they, they bought three. You know, we did some extensive testing to optimize it for the CCI 40 grain mini mag. And they did their testing. They bought three pistols from half a dozen other outfits. And then they had three groups evaluating the pistols. And we were the unanimous choice of all three groups. They said nobody else's gun even came close. Nobody's in the same ballpark. Uh, yeah, we're going with yours. So we, in 2014, we got that contract for uh, several dozen uh, suppressed Mark III pistols. We filled that. Um, they were very happy with them. Um uh, We've also sold a lot of suppressed guns, 22 pistols, 22 rifles, and 44 rifles to uh, USDA uh, wildlife. Uh, they're using for animal control and uh, oh, taking different animals for testing or disease. Uh, and they have to do it quietly because they're in often populated areas. So we've got to uh, sold a lot of integrals to. Uh, the you know, wildlife services, you know, including the U.S. Forest Service and National Park Service and uh, USBA.
0: That's that's really neat. That's I, I've talked with you about that before. And if you guys aren't familiar with with uh, integrally suppressed firearms, take a look at it. You can be, make sure and check out our YouTube channel. You guys can sort through our reviews and find that those guns are are ridiculous quiet. If, if, if you want to see the epitome of a Hollywood quiet handgun. Yeah, movie quiet. That's how bad it is. I mean, you you could literally we could be in this room and go shoot two feet from the floor, and you would barely hear it. That's and that's not exaggerating. It's it's amazing what you do with uh, integrals and and even like I said, the tone that you get with your center fire, with your center fire uh, cans as well. Um, let's let's go into a little bit of of detail here, like integral versus muzzle. I mean. What do you, what's your preference, Doug? What do you like to do? If guys are going to call, you know, or you're going to do, does it does it bother you to do either one when you're, because you, you're the manufacturer, you design these things. What what do you prefer to build? What do you have more fun doing?
2: Well, the the uh, muzzle cans are obviously easier to build because they're, you know, mass-produced type, you know, the, the parts are all, you know, CNC machined and, and then assembled. And they're just a little bit of minor machining for fit. And there they go out the door the integrals of course are all you know they use the same internal parts but then we have to machine the rifle uh back by the receiver do barrel trimming uh, trim uh, open up the stocks for the integrals uh, uh, integrals are quieter uh, they're shorter uh, they can be heavier they can be lighter depending on what the material is uh, it's we, we do the integral center fires like you know I've done you know 300 uh, Win Mag integrals and 223 integrals and 22 250 and 308s and everything in between and they're they're you know three or four decibels quieter than the muzzle the best muzzle can out there and you know some people that's that's very important uh, uh, you of course you still hear the supersonic crack but there's uh, the, the muzzle signature is almost non-existent. Um, Muzzle cans. You can switch from rifle to rifle to rifle. And integral is very dedicated. Um, you know, we do a lot of seventy-seven, forty-four integrals on the forty-four magnum cartridge. With most people shooting subsonic uh, magnum loads, three hundred grains, uh, hog hunting down down in the southeast, because they can, you know, kill half a dozen or a dozen uh, pigs before the rest of them figure out something wrong is uh, going on. Um, and it's the difference in a muzzle can between a integral and a, uh, a muzzle can on a 44, the decibel difference is huge. It's about 15 decibels difference, uh, which is quite a bit.
0: Yeah, it is. Hey, that, that brings up another topic. I mean, a lot of guys know what suppressors are. Give us an idea on numbers here so, so that, I mean, we, we know what they are, but from you, uh, the credentials mean a lot more. A standard rifle, gunshot at the muzzle brings to the table how many decibels and then what would you say some of your suppressors reduce those decibels to?
2: Oh I I can answer that exactly. We use with just a little bit of background we use there's only a couple different couple sound meters are acceptable for measuring gunshots and one of them is the Larson Davis Labs 800B with a quarter inch condenser microphone. Uh, OSHA says Gunshots have to be 140 decibels or less. Less to not wear hearing protection. Uh, 140 decibels is, you know, a lot for continuous noise, but for gunshot, it doesn't seem so much. Uh, but anyway, to go to your question, an unsuppressed three oh eight rifle is about 166 decibels. An unsuppressed two hundred twenty three rifles is about 164 to 165, depending on uh, barrel length. Um, Our suppressed uh, Shadow uh, XL or XLTI on a 308 is about 132, 133 decibels, maybe 134 on a 16-inch barrel. It does depend on barrel length. The difference between a 16-inch barrel and a 20-inch barrel is about 2 decibels. Um, Our suppressed 223 is about 131 decibels. Um, they're 44 suppressed. The integral, depending on the bullet weight, is anywhere between 116 and 127. The s- integrally suppressed Ruger Mark III is dependent about 114 to 116, depending on which model. Uh, integrally suppressed uh, seven, uh, bolt action rifles about 109 decibels. Wow. The sound of a hammer falling on an empty chamber is 107 decibels um and a daisy bb gun is about 103 decibels
3: that's crazy that puts it into perspective right there yeah that's,
0: that'll give you guys an idea of what's going on with with these srt cans that'll that'll give you a, a very accurate representation of a lot of guys want to know why we use them and what we use them for and that that'll that'll draw you paint you a picture real quick um when you said something about barrel length that's another question I, I answer for a lot of guys, but there's a lot of guys out there that are, you know, you see this now, earlier on, you didn't really see it, but nowadays you're seeing the, the ergonomics, the the overall length, the compactness of these rifles. So you can, the maneuverability, you know, in and out of, whether it's a stock pack, in and out of your scabbard, um, just being able to walk through, you know, trees, bushes, and not have it hang up, even if it's slung around your shoulder, these guys are cutting well we've been doing it a long time but cutting your barrel down a lot of guys have a lot of questions on well you know and, and they should rightfully so you know wh- what is my safe barrel length for say a magnum rifle a guy wants to cut it down what what's your on magnum rifles like i mean a 300 wind mag say or even a seven millimeter remington mag if a guy wanted to cut it down and use one of your cans what would we be looking at um for a safe overall length or a safe barrel length i should say
2: um, on a, I'll answer a little bit more to that question. Uh, 308, six, 16 is, is fine. Uh, you know, 18 is fine too. Some people like a little bit of extra velocity, but I do want to bring up quickly that um, inside a suppressor, they have something called its freeboard boost because you've got a bullet that's going through you know, tight apertures with a lot of pressure behind it, but, but, but there's no drag from rifle lands on it. So you actually pick up a velocity in a suppressor, so you may lose a couple hundred feet per second, cutting a rifle down from 24 to 20 or 18 inches. But you pick up an 100 of that back inside the suppressor, so it's not as bad as you would think. But uh, as far as minimum length, 16 and a half on a on a 308 uh, for uh, magnums, uh, I wouldn't go below uh, 18. Uh, you start overpressuring the can below that. 20 uh, is probably a little bit safer. Uh, uh, but there's no point in uh, having a, a 22 or 24 or 26-inch barrel uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, can't, the, the gun is too long then. But also, you're hanging a weight out on the end of this, this spindly you know, barrel. And the longer your barrel, the more uh, point of impact shift you're going to have with the suppressor on it versus unsuppressed. Because you're, uh, you're altering the recoil of the rifle, because the recoil starts the minute the, the uh, bullet starts leaving the, uh, the case mouth. And as it goes down the, uh, the barrel, the rifle wants to rise due to that recoil, and the weight on the end of the suppress on the barrel you know, reduces that rise. So you'll find your point of impact shift with our suppressors is always pretty much straight down. And the longer the barrel, the more POI shift you have, because you've got... More barrel whip and a longer cantilever arm out there, so you want to keep it as compact as possible. Um, heavier barrels have less POI shift than skinnier barrels do, but it's the POI shift is repeatable. You know, you take the can off, and you know, let's say you're you're zeroed uh, at zero at 100 yards without a can. You put the can on, it's going to have a POI shift down, you know, two or three inches. Uh, you take the can off, it goes back to zero with unsuppressed. You could put the can back on, it drops back to the same place. You know, as long as you have it reasonably tightened the same amount, you're not going to have you know, differences in the fact affect your accuracy from hunt to hunt. You just uh, you know, write down your dope uh, uh, ranges and your uh, uh, what your POI shift is, and you can figure it out
0: and that's exactly what we tell guys i mean the, the this the story of the past 10 years is these guys see well why do you run a short heavy contoured barrel it eliminates any any kind of impact shift when you're hanging a weight off the end of it but then at the same time i tell guys i'm hunting with a suppressor we're we're zeroing with the suppressor on we're building our load data to that weapon system with the can there's no reason to shoot without it you know unless you are unless right. for, for any reason you know if the overall length is too long you need to break the system down to get to where you're going and then reassemble it and then you know you don't have to worry like you said you know if you torque it most most of the time you just hand tighten it you're going to have the same impact shift as it was you know before you took it off but um right that's a good that's that's a that's a lead that led us right into one of my other questions so that's that's a perfect perfect answer that's a lot of information for guys out there this is real intriguing for a lot of guys um on on your when we're talking about barrel length what what's your recommendation on say the smaller calibers that are non magnum? You know, you got a twenty two two fifty or say even a you know like now they're coming out. We've got the twenty two creed that's jumping these rounds about two to three hundred feet per second faster than a two fifty. Some of these guys are asking cutting their barrels down. What's your recommendation on that? On on a higher velocity six millimeter that's not a magnum or a higher velocity two, two two four caliber I should say too. That's uh
2: that's. Um. I'm going to answer that in a couple parts. It depends on how much you're going to be moving around with the gun. If you're just going to be pretty much stationary, I would not cut the barrel down as much as if you're going to be, you know, having it slung over your shoulder walking through the brush. But uh, generally I wouldn't go much below 20 on those higher velocity guns. You can, you're not going to hurt the suppressor, but you do start, you know, part of the reason for those particular rounds is the higher velocity and you don't want to get rid of all your velocity by cutting the barrel too short. Uh, so you're, if you're taking, you know, four or six inches off it from a 24, 26 down to 20, you're not really hurting it. If you go to 16, yeah, you are. So I wouldn't go below 20 on any of those higher-velocity rounds.
0: I got you, which sometimes we do, sometimes we don't.
1: And we've done below even 18, and and we notice that, that we lose, you know. It's a given. End. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that velocity. That velocity. You ever, for every inch you cut off, they're looking at 25 to 30 feet per second yep. decrease, but— with with some of the optics that we're running, you can you can basically counter that pretty quickly. Like for holdover, right? Right. Or Doug, adjusting. with your cans right.
1: being thread on, your all your cans are thread on. What's your what's your? I mean, why thread on over the quick detach?
2: Well, first of all, a quick det- most quick detaches really aren't that quick detach. Sure. Uh, they, you know, it takes you know five or six seconds to screw a thread on can versus you know two or three seconds to you know, put a, a quick detach on. A quick detach is, it's longer, it's heavier, and it actually gives you a chance for inaccuracy. It right, doesn't necessarily right. mean every QD is inaccurate, but if you got any little wiggle or slop in there, uh, and you do need some wiggle or slop, because otherwise you can't get it on and off just it's it sure. up. Uh, you know, having something rattling around on the end of your barrel is not conducive to accuracy. Uh, m- most people probably wouldn't notice it, but, you know, there's a lot right. of our customers that do. uh, (laughs) so it's you know we just kind of stick with the thread on the the real advantage to a qd that has a muzzle device on it it's got a built-in thread protector on the end that sometimes acts as a muzzle brake sometimes doesn't sometimes acts as a flash hider sometimes it doesn't Uh, but that's really the advantage that i can see of of it but the disadvantages uh, outweigh that little bit of advantage in in uh, my mind right right
1: and And in what we thought too yeah i just wanted to I hear
3: it from, from you, you know, just... but while you're on the right. topic of thread pitches, what, why, uh, why are there different thread pitches like that? Why can't everything just be a standard?
2: Well, a lot of it depends on the barrel thickness that came from the factory. Uh, I always say use the biggest thread you can possibly put on there, but, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to put a five eighths inch thread on a, on a nine 16th inch diameter barrel. It's, it can be done and I've done it, but it's, it's a lot of work. Um, so you know the standard for the 223 was always a half by 28 because that's what the flash hiders are threaded at. But if somebody's got a hunting rifle in 223 or 222 250 and it's got a a barrel that's, you know, 650 or 700 or 750 diameter at the muzzle, I'd say I'd say put a 5 h 24 thread on it rather than a half inch thread because you've got the meat to work with. You only use a smaller thread if that's all, all the barrel will, will handle.
0: And, and to jump in real quick, that is the way I explain what you do is kind of the, what I, the way I explain a a custom gunsmith, you know, a custom rifle, because that's exactly what we do. You're able to cater to guys that want how how many suppressors, how many vapors have we done for guys that want five eights by 24 a lot. Yeah, uh, a lot. Yeah. And that's a good, that's a really good, you know, note because there's guys that that gun works the twenty two two fifty that we got from them last year. We're running a five by twenty four vapor on it because that's their standard thread pitch for all their rifles, no matter what the twenty two caliber or all the way up to their three thirty eight. So it's nice right. to we're be. in most most firearms companies, or or I should say, suppressor manufacturers, it, it's just a factory built suppressor that you're not getting around being able to customize it to cater to your specific rifle. You have to buy that can that's threaded for your rifle,
2: which is right. Right. And, and, and one advantage, uh, to, uh, let, let's say, and you can use a rifle, a, uh, a can on a sub caliber gun. Like you can uh, use a 30 caliber suppressor on a 223. Uh, Without any problem at all, it's it's longer than a 223 can. It's heavier than a 223 can, but yeah, you can use it on a 223. Uh, and if you if it's, the 30 cans are always threaded 5 h 24 unless it's something special is ordered, but we offer adapters that screw in the back uh, bushing to reduce it to half 28 If somebody wants to put it on their AR-15, uh, or they have a uh, a smaller gun like a 22-250 that's threaded at one half by 28, so. You know, bigger is often better because it gives you some more options. Uh, you would never want to put a uh, a small half inch thread on a thirty caliber because there's not enough uh, meat. That it's, uh, the, the the barrel gets too thin at at the muzzle. So the bigger thread is always better if you can do it.
0: And with that, with the like with those with that thread that that with that in, in the picture, the thread pitch. What's your thoughts on um, regarding the calibers that we're talking about here? What's your thoughts on? And, and I think you and I might have a little bit of uh, maybe disagreement here. Maybe uh, you, I, I, you the the caliber specific versus one can for all of them. You got a designated two two. What I tell guys and I, and we'll be honest here. I don't care. You know more. You you meter more stuff. I I like a designated. Weapon system for what I'm doing. If I'm gonna build, I a,
2: do too. So what's your? I, t- I, I, do, I, I, I do too, but you know, uh, you know, and P, P, but not everybody can afford you know half half a dozen suppressors. So they, uh, you know, you will move a can from can uh, to gun to gun to gun. So that's you know why we offer offer that option. But I agree, having a dedicated suppressor to a dedicated rifle is your best best bet, especially if you're looking for long range accuracy.
0: So
1: is that is that more accurate then, or is that more quiet, or what's what's the what's your overall? I mean, why caliber specific, more accuracy?
2: Um, well, it, it's it's uh, not so much the accuracy. When you have a can that's dedicated to a rifle, it's put on there and pretty much kept on there. so it's yep. on at it, the same torque. Uh, now and now, if you take it on and off with with a whole torque wrench, you're very good at uh, retightening each time and mm-hmm. judging the correct torque. You know, you're going to get the same results, but leaving the can on there is uh, it, it, it gives you the most repeatability. Right. Um, I always tell people put them on with Teflon tape because that way it keeps them from loosening during firing yep. and it keeps the threads clean and allows you to get it off later without uh, you know, getting a lot of carbon buildup in there. Sure. Um, uh, when when you go, you shoot subcaliber, some typically uh, a little more complex here, smaller, Calibers usually have lower power powder loads. Sometimes they don't. Um, you know, when you're putting a smaller bullet through a bigger hole, like a 22 bullet through a 30 caliber hole, there's more room for the gas to rush around the sides of the bullet. As the bullet passes through the baffles. And in some cases, it's if you have an equal powder load, it would probably be louder uh, with a 22 bullet, and a 30 caliber can, but most 22 bullets use less powder. So the you don't really lose anything in suppression wise. You're just giving up some length and weight because like i mentioned before, the smaller, uh, smaller, uh, bore cans are shorter than the longer, you know, 300 or 338 cans are.
0: Exactly. So like you got, we've got a 9.3 inch long 1.5 OD shadow XLTI. That's bored 30 cal. And then we're running one right. of our two, two, four vapors. That's eight inches long, same outside diameter. You get a little over an inch of internal volume on the Shadow XLTI. The balance there is like you're saying. So we're 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 basically. I mean, what I tell guys is there's there's a compromise there. They they may sound close to the same, but being caliber specific, you're a little bit lighter. You're a little bit shorter. You're built for it's that. Exactly. So so there's yeah. And, but I got you. That's 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 what I usually tell guys. You know, it's a say, there's there's a little bit of give and take there. But like you said, you're 100 percent right. A lot of guys aren't in in our boat where we're very fortunate to be able to get our hands on numerous makes, models, and manufacturers and run them. And guys have to, you know, they've got a budget. They can only afford one, so they buy one can to rule all of their weapons.
3: Right. You were talking about uh, getting a spike in muzzle velocity. So is there a measurable difference in shooting like a two-two-four through a 30 cal can as opposed to a Two two four through a designated can for as far as velocity spikes concerned.
2: Um, you know, I've never measured the difference. Uh, I would guess there's going to be. Uh, uh, if I if I just had to pull a number out of my uh, back pocket, I'd say if, if you're going to get an eighty five foot per second uh, uh, freeboard boost of a. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, let me just not try to speculate on that. I've never measured it, so sure, I don't sure. want to. That's something that we could say, say something that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, we could answer that. that that'd be, yeah, that'd be worth testing. i never thought about testing for that.
1: And when I asked you about uh, caliber specific cans, you, you you mentioned repeatability. Uh, excuse me, repeatability. So, what's your thoughts on the cans that they take apart and clean? I mean, I kind of answered my question, but if you explain that, see what your thoughts are on that. Like
0: user, um, like like right, not, right. like your your cans, Doug are are serviceable by you, right? But the, right. what Keith's probably talking about is the user yeah, serviceability yeah, you, cans you, that we're,
1: you know they, they tell you how to clean, take your can apart every hundred shots and clean it. And what, what's your thoughts well, on that? And torque it back together well, uh, as,
3: as close to you can as you can as the last time you did it. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, and, and obviously that that's part of it. That's one reason people go with the Uh I don't like mono cores because they don't suppress very well.
0: Go to break uh, it down. Go, go, go to, the extent on that because I've got freaking raked from guys that manufacture those. And I'm just telling the truth. I don't like to do that online, but there's guys that are asking legit info about legit. And on the like, monocore. Yeah. On, on all like, Hey, you know, a serviceable monocore versus a machined or cast baffle stack. Uh,
2: okay. Oh, let me, I'll try to answer all of that uh, without getting too, too long winded here. Sure. Uh, you're going to get the best suppression with a, uh, assembled baffle stack just because you cannot uh, machine the complexities into a monocore that you can by putting individual discrete baffles together. Um, We seal our suppressors because it's, you know, unless you've got the tools to take them apart uh, and properly tighten them down, uh, if you don't tighten it up, they're going to rattle when you put it back together and it's going to ruin your accuracy. now, a take-apart can, you do have to take apart fairly regularly. Otherwise, it becomes a non-take-apart can because they carbon up. Um, it's, like I said, you know, 100 rounds. You know, you put 300, 200, 300 rounds through a take-apart can, you probably it's, – it's probably permanently sealed unless you send it to the factory or have have a gunsmith take it apart for you. It's not like I'm screwing a, a cap off an aspirin bottle after the threads are all uh, carboned up. It's, you know you got to have a special jig to hold the round suppressor and then the special tools to get the end caps on. Um, so that's why we, 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 we do CLRs because, you know, baffle orientation is important too because, again, we don't, uh, you know, if you put the baffles back in in the wrong orientation, you are going to change your point of impact shift because there's actually some science that goes into this on how our baffles are arranged going into the suppressor. And if, if you put them in differently, you're going to get a, a – you know, potentially, you know, negative effect on your POI shift. So it's just safer and best better to keep it, uh, keep it sealed. Like I said, it, it, in all, but the most extreme cases we can get them apart and, you know, clean them for the customer. There's of course a charge. We usually put new baffles in there cause it's cheaper to put new baffles in than to spend four hours trying to chip carbon off the old ones.
0: That that's good info. So to break, to go into a little more detail, um, Two questions: How many, which you and I have discussed a lot of times, clean centerfire jacketed rounds? How many? How m- we get guys that just flat out get butt hurt because they weigh they they. they I mean, and rightfully so. I mean, to an extent, uh, with regards to precision, guys are weighing their suppressors and they're seeing that they're getting heavier over the round count, and then they they uh, are, are, are seeing a point of impact shift eventually, which I would imagine would be very minute because you're slowly, gradually getting that buildup. But then you go to clean it, and then you're back to a lighter can, and you basically rework whether it's your loads or whether it's your, your, your zero, which is no big deal. But how many rounds do you think, um, from your experience, would you be concerned with a, a, a center fire, high-velocity cartridge with shooting jacketed bullets as clean as you could before you should even be concerned about uh, sending your cannon to, to have it broke down and cleaned?
2: Uh, a lot of it depends on what caliber you're shooting in, in the powder and the barrel length. Uh, uh, a two twenty three has a very hot pow- burning powder and they really don't clog up with, with unburned powder. Uh, obviously, if People are hand loading can find powder that will clog it up over time. With factory ammo, you, I've never really seen a two twenty-three can clogged up. I don't think you're gonna do much on the two twenty-two fifty because it's a pretty pretty potent round. It's got the same high pressure, height, high temperature gases. Thirty calibers with the slower bullets will uh, start clogging up and I and I've seen, you know, suppressors after eight between eight and eight thousand and you know, fifteen thousand rounds that are, you know, pretty full of crud. Uh, so yeah, it's um, it, it, it is something that happens. But one thing that people don't think about is you start putting ten thousand rounds through a rifle. How many barrels are you going to go yeah, through in that exactly uh, that time? So it's you know they expect the can to last for a hundred thousand rounds, but they don't mind changing barrels every every uh, thousand rounds. You know, to keep their accuracy up.
0: Exactly. That's an awesome point. Guys get so hell-bent on, well, you know, I'm, I am I don't want to have to buy new internals or have my, but they'll go, you're going to smoke your barrel out two or three or four or five or six mm-hmm. or ten times before you even have to really worry about that. And right. you're replacing three or four or however many barrels before you even get to that point.
1: So is there a point right, where, that, yeah. where that carbon buildup is actually... Helps as a sound suppression. Exa- I
0: was going to ask that exactly. Good question. Like the, a, a new, w- w- since you asked it, a new can versus a can that has X amount of rounds down it. That's kind of sealed up and kind of coated a little bit.
2: Um, it's it, suppressor does get quieter uh, after it's shot for a while, and then uh, after several thousand rounds, it's going to start getting louder again because just volume starting to be taken up again in it. He like said it's not. I've never really seen that on a 223, but I've seen it on 30 calibers. Um, I've also mostly seen it on people that are running really uh, hot loads with a lot of powder that's dirty and it doesn't really fully burn. It's uh, unburned powder is your biggest uh, bugaboo uh, for dirtying up a can. So overpressuring, you know, super hot loads can in increase the frequency of having to have it cleaned, but that's really powder specific. And, uh, I don't have enough information to say what's good and what's bad.
0: And, and, and there's always newer, different stuff coming out all the time. I mean, what's a new, there's a new powder that just six,
3: is, five stable. Good luck staying on top of that. No one testing yeah, every yeah. powder every time it comes you, out. You
0: can't, you can't do that. It's just a tough deal. Right. Um, but that, what, so what, um, I've got a question there's there's always and it seems like there's newer newer designs coming out newer components a couple different questions so I don't or something yep there's a couple questions that I want to go into here like materials okay um you got stainless steel versus titanium basically in your higher velocity your more pressured cartridges and What's your take on? I mean, some of the advantages versus disadvantages. Of course, you know titanium's lighter. Um, they may have a different tone because of the materials. Is there any advantages that guys should know about paying a little bit more for titanium versus stainless steel over the weight reduction? Is about it.
2: The, the weight reduction is it's your weight reduction poi shift. If you have a barrel that's twenty four inches long and you have a two-pound suppressor on the end, it's probably going to have twice the POI shift that having a 24-inch barrel with a one-pound suppressor on the end has. And, of course, with our design, it's always straight down. Uh, uh, So, you know, with a titanium can, let's 100 yards, you're getting a POI shift of an inch or an inch and a half. With uh, a, a stainless can that weighs twice as much, you're probably going to have you know twice as much POI shift. And, of course, it's repeatable, so it's not... It's not saying the stainless can is bad. It's just more POI shift. If you're shooting from a bench, it doesn't matter on the weight. If you're pumping it through the woods or or shooting offhand, it sure does, because it's uh, as you know, rifle balance is important for for getting good good shots on the fly.
0: Oh yeah. What about your uh, your let's say the the, there's Stellite, there's Incanel that a lot of guys are using for for the blast baffle are you familiar with uh the stellite
2: Yeah, I I'm familiar, with, you know, I'm a chemical engineer by background. Stellite is used in high pressure steam valves on on the uh the seats to keep the uh, superheated steam from eroding uh the uh, the valve seats and it's a very good material. We use uh Inconel 718 on our blast baffles uh on the the, uh, the higher velocities, like the 22 two fifties, and some of the six millimeters, and uh, the two twenty-threes, we've not found it to be a problem with the thirty-caliber cans. Uh, we do not use uh, titanium, any titanium in the blast baffle. It's either a, a, a three-sixteen stainless steel or seventeen-four PH or, or an Inconel in the blast baffle because it gets all those high pressure plasma gases coming out of, out of the muzzle and that titanium sparks and erodes badly so titanium is not the is not a good choice for your blast baffle that's why we use you know in our titanium cans the blast baffles always stainless or stainless incanel uh, you know for that reason uh, and the rest of the baffles will be titanium obviously in a stainless can they're all, all stainless or uh, except for you know 223 2250 even a stainless can would get an in canel blast baffle
0: so on your cans the tube the the tube is made out of and what are in and, and can how detailed can do you want to go into how detailed can you go into or are you are you willing to go into um part of the manufacturing process I, because I'll tell you what man I've had a lot of guys I I've went to certain I went. I've metered your cans with certain manufacturers, and they won't. I mean, I've had them meter a can of theirs that's been fired. I think he said twenty thousand times compared to a brand new one of yours, and yours was very competitive with it. And and mm-hmm. I mean, a brand new. I mean, I, it was brand spanking new. And I won't. I mean, you can't compare. That's like comparing apples to oranges. I've I've went into a manufacturer shop took the can that's sitting right here in front of us on our table, the hurricane XLTI. And (laughs) I'm not going to name any names, but we went into the back room and he had a five gallon bucket, halfway full of sand. And they had, well, here's the cans that we're making. And then, and I had, I had one because I was over at our gunsmiths and brought it in there. I'm like, I got to check this one out. So they're like, Oh, you know, let's go in the back room and test them. We shot his. And he's like every every other can that we've tried to shoot in here, it'll make your ears ring. We hurricane x lti in the back room pshht. and he kind of looked he's like well, mind if we take a borescope and look inside of that and i'm like are you gonna <laughs> st- <laughs> i'm not kidding i'm not I, and, and he did i'm like oh am i gonna I, i'm not gonna be able to stop you i could say no but he they're was gonna, almost mad about it they're they're gonna get their hands on on those and cut them apart or or, or scrutinize the hell out of them to kind of see what the deal was and he's like oh no, no, no. what do you do like do you, do you do you want to go into detail, or would you rather not, on on, on the process of manufacturing the internals of your cans?
2: Well, the uh, the uh, the baffles are investment cast, which is is a uh, uh, lost wax method, except for the the uh, Cadell uh, parts, which are machined. But that's uh, the the investment casting. allows you to do cast very complex shapes that there's no possibility way possible way you can machine them. Uh, and that's uh, we we have those cast in titanium and stainless. That's your secret. The, secret's uh,
0: out, Doug. See, everybody's gonna <laughs> hear this.
2: No, that's okay. They can look at it and they can figure out how it's made. Um, I've never made a secret of you know, having the back having cast baffles. Um, it's 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 a way to make a very complex baffle uh, that you can't possibly machine economically. I suppose it's possible you could 3D print them, but I looked into the 3D printing costs, and it, it was not uh, not economically feasible. Uh, maybe it might be in the future, but not right now. Uh, so it's it's basically the baffles, which spacers in between them, stuffed inside of a tube. Uh, we use grade nine uh, titanium, which is aircraft grade titanium. It's it's not not cheap crap. It's not grade two or five or uh, seven. It's it's uh, good quality aircraft titanium, and uh, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a good material. Uh, on the stainless suppressors, they're made with uh, uh, 316 stainless outer tubes and 304 stainless uh, uh, spacers and 316 baffles. Uh, so same with the end caps, so they're very uh, erosion-resistant and uh, corro- corrosion-resistant. Um, can't think of too much else to say about it. Other than that, it's, uh, uh, there's a lot of features on our baffles that, you know, if you know what you're looking for, you, you would you know, pick up on it. If you, if you don't, you'd look at it and, um, not even notice some of the little things that make, make the baffles work so well.
0: So are you seeing a difference in like real quick, are you seeing any kind of a difference in, uh, strength? Uh, a cast piece versus, say, a machined piece. No, there's nothing to be
2: no, known. I, 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 to... I, I, nothing, you know. It, it's uh, uh, I, I, I've never no, noticed any difference on it. Um, they, they both the cast material has, has the same yield strength and tensile uh, strength as as a machi- piece machined out of bar stock.
0: That's that's awesome. So that's you, you're you're just getting more elaborate. Is what you're doing, you're you're being
3: able to get certain features into your internals that you can't by machining it. Correct. But on that note, how how do you come up with a design for a baffle like that? Is it a trial and error thing, or is there some kind of engineering thinking uh, that you can there's, get there's, behind it?
2: There there's there's some engineering, but there's also 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 a lot of black art. Uh, there's people that claim to be fluid modeling this stuff. And, I was just going to say uh, fluid
0: dynamics.
2: But but I haven't seen any of their stuff that was ever really about any of that good. So it tells me that their, their math is wrong or their premise is wrong or um, it just doesn't work. There's a, there's a lot of black art involved and you will know, playing with it. You'll find things uh, that work and you make a note of them and you find things that don't work and you make a note of them and, Uh, When you're developing a suppressor, you'll go out and uh, try 8 or 10 or 15 or 30 different uh, iterations of the suppressor and make a a note of what change. You know, we'll run 10 rounds, meter them, write it down, and you'll notice, well, this change uh, gained us one decibel. Okay, that's a good change. Or This change lost us a half decibel. That's a bad change. But if you pick up a half decibel here and a decibel there and a, another half decibel here and a three-quarters of a decibel there, after a while you've, uh, you've quieted the can down you know, five or six or seven decibels from where, or where you originally started. And that's how you make a quiet suppressor is, is a lot of trial and error and testing. And you, you need the right sound meter to do that because if you don't have the right sound meter, you can't pick up that half decibel difference.
0: And, and another sound meter that's capable of doing this is the Bruin Car 2209 with a quarter-inch compression mic. Am I route am I right? Correct. Okay. Correct, um, yes. The, well, that's, do you guys have anything?
1: Uh, the, the first can you built when you were 14, did you ever meter that?
2: Uh, and That was just a, a, uh, a design problem.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Okay. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Just that, on paper. That, that was just a design drawing. Yeah. Okay. okay. And I remember what I designed and it actually would have worked, but probably not super well. Sure. But it was, it was kind of designed designed based on what I thought I could possibly build. Right. That's before I knew about the legality suppressors and right. Right. all that stuff. And then uh, I didn't really get into it again until later, but, but yeah, and part of your, uh, uh, part of your earlier question about, uh, you know, designing these things in fluid dynamics. Yes, I've got a background in chemical engineering, and you're part of what an engineering engineer does is try to reduce turbulence and increase flow through things. And learn, you know, when you learn what increases flow, you also learn what decreases flow, and what you're trying to do is decrease your flow through a suppressor and slow it down as much as possible. So you're trying to do the opposite thing of what you know they do in industry, and and that 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 helps with background too.
0: That's that you know what that almost leads us right into uh, kind of what I was thinking. You you probably have to get going. We could I I would be interested in. I, I don't care how long these podcasts go. We, I, I'd make them two hours long and not even care. But um, I was w- with that with leading into this what are you thinking? Like we had an engineer out here from FLIR and I, I'm really intrigued with guys of this kind of mindset. You know, we work with Aaron Davidson at Gunworks. He's an engineer. You, I mean, what you do, you have a different kind of brain is what I call it. I'm, I'm, I'm the grunt. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the dumb nut that takes your guys's equipment and hammers the piss out of it in the field and sees what I like and what I don't. But with that said, when I was talking to the engineer from Fleer, you know, I'm like, is there anything that's coming out that is gonna be substantially better than what we're currently running with the with the equipment? I could go into detail on that. And he's like, you know what, man, right now, he goes, It's it's kind of on the verge of getting crazy because in the thermal industry, what they're gonna start doing is he's like, Well, they're not gonna start, but they've got like a cryo cooled core that will allow these thermal units to basically film their record or or see visually in HD and he was showing me some footage of it. I'm like, this is insane. I mean, they're taking the core down to like 230 degrees below zero to keep the, the unit functional. So what I'm getting at is, are you seeing, I mean, I tell guys the compound bows, there's a certain limit there. You got an IBO speed. That's going to get you 350 feet per second, maybe three ninety rated or what they're saying or advertising. But when you go chrono that, it ain't going to be much more than that. There's a, there's a limit there. Is there any kind of new technology in the suppressor industry? Everybody's coming out with a new can every year with a different tube on it. And I noticed you're doing the same thing. Don't fix it if it's not broke. Is there anything that's going to be coming out in in the near future that you can see that is going to be
1: Change, any change the game for say
0: revolutionary, if you will. Like I, the uh, only thing I can think of is if you could somehow mask the sonic crack of the bullet, but is there anything with, with your mindset, with, with your knowledge in the industry? Uh,
2: n- nothing that, it's, you know, there, there, are some things that I, I don't, I'm not going to discuss, but they're, they, they've got drawbacks would make, make them not commercial commercially viable, although they're very good for military applications. But, uh, I don't see anything real revolutionary, uh, and again, you mentioned the supersonic crack of the bullet. Well, uh, 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 the super sound signature of a of a thirty caliber bullet going through the air is about one hundred uh, and twenty nine decibels. That's one hundred and twenty eight for a two twenty three three bullet. So that's really the quietest you can you make it. You know, and, and yep. you know the, the sound signature of our Hurricane XL Ti on a two twenty three is is one hundred and. 2930 we're metering bullet crack you know there's that's, you know that's if, if you can ins- knock the muzzle you know if, if you knock the muzzle down another 5 dB it's not going to sound any quieter because the bullet's the loudest thing you hear so, you,
0: the, only so be- you know, the, the only thing you can do is go subsonic that's it
2: right you know now obviously better designs allow you to shorten up suppressors but and I see people offering short suppressors, but you put a sound meter on them and they meter terribly.
0: We've done it. You, you um, can't,
2: you can't, it, it makes
0: your ears ring. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, and, and a lot of what I see now is people are coming up with designs. It's all cosmetic uh, stuff that looks cool, but it's in some cases it makes, makes the suppressors louder with these uh, convoluted end caps on them that, you know, have this fancy machining. They don't do anything for the sound singers. They just, they do look, look fancier. And, and, you know, we're just basically we're we're offering performance. We're not trying to, you know, come out with the latest, uh, you know, design trend.
0: That's that, I I respect that. I mean, that's awesome. That's really cool. I think. And and nothing against the guys that come out with something every other year with an external design change or maybe make another mark on the baffle with their machine, mm-hmm. but it's it that's awesome that to to see somebody like you that's been around this long that that is. You know that 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 has this much knowledge in it, and know this much, and and go from there. That's awesome.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and you mentioned earlier. You know, I do have to go here. We've got some yep uh, people people uh, coming over, so we'll probably have to wrap this up here in the next you know few seconds.
0: No, that's awesome. It, it, I. I think, dude. You, Doug. You. You answered everything that we were more. So I mean, you led right into some of the questions that we had and answered more than what i was even going to get into and i know this is a you know there's a lot of guys that were really interested in hearing this podcast and 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 there's not a lot of guys out there that that go into detail on stuff like this so we really appreciate it and we'd we'd like to to get you on again and and, you know i'm going to get some feedback from the guys that listen to us and we'll make sure and see you know if there's more questions uh from other guys we'll we'll see if we can't do a follow-up call with you
2: Sure. You know, get, get some questions and I'll see what I can answer for
0: you. Okay. Awesome, Doug. Well, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, have a happy new year and we're bringing it in the right way. Once again, guys, this has been uh we've had Doug Milton, the CEO of SRT arms, and, uh, we'll let you get going, Doug. We're going to do a little bit more going out here, but we appreciate it, man. And, and have a happy, safe, healthy new year and, and we'll be in touch.
2: Got it. Thank you. It was nice talking to all of you. you talk to you thanks, later, Doug. Later, buddy. Okay, thanks.
0: Bye. Dude, that's awesome, man.
1: Why wouldn't he be a chemical engineer? Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) That's what
0: these guys are. Seriously. Like Aaron, David. Seriously. That's, it's, they've got a different brain. They're too damn smart.
1: (laughs) Well, at least he's using his smarts for something badass. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Building skyscrapers or something. Stupid. (laughs) That was good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was. That's, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad that we did that. That's yep. a, that's a, that's a cool setup. So, I mean, we've had, there's been, there's been a lot of guys that have been wanting to hear sure. who we work with and and that's actually Doug's first podcast. I asked him if he's done it before and I'm like, eh, what, just an interview. It's just going to be an interview, man.
1: He and did the, good. He, he, oh, he, heck yeah. It, he, when you, smooth. when he you wasn't,
0: if you know, know what you're talking about, it's that's easy. It. It, it's
1: a hundred percent. I mean, it just flow.
0: And when we work with guys like that, we learn so much more about. It. Like I even learned some. I'll listen to it again. I learned some stuff there. Exactly. From him. I mean
1: that, that. That. I mean there was way more there than I ever expected to get out of. You know, say we a twenty minute interview is what we planned, and it's at, we're at an hour right.
0: Well, but yeah, about fifty sure. minutes right now. Yeah. I mean, it's like that's solid. That's fifty minutes of dictionary pure, that's, reading that, information, that, dude. That's pure mind blown. Just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It is hundred percent. But that's, I mean, we, we've been, I kind of introduced it that way. We've been working with, with Doug for well over 10 years and it's, it's, you know, guys, it and gets just to like the,
1: you said, you're not the kind of guy that say, oh, this is the best. This is what it is. This is the one you want. But that's what but I was just going to say. There's a reason why we run that can. And that is our top choice can
0: you, you, every, when we go you out, might you're like pay Dude, a
1: little more. But you get what you pay for in my opinion. Oh yeah. You just know. like why you drive a raptor. Yeah. It's it's
0: there's a there's a but I was gonna say the hardest part for me is and I, I just did a review of a suppressor and you guys will see it up on the YouTube channel. I just I didn't upload I uploaded it to Vimeo privately today, but I'm gonna release it on the YouTube channel. And it, it's it's not it's tough, but it's not because we might, we work with certain companies and, and we can make money. I'm not going to lie by working with certain companies, but at the same time, we try to continue getting our hands on as much equipment as we possibly can so that we can get more knowledge and more insight with that product.
1: Yeah. Who was to say that can wasn't by far superior than something else?
0: Exactly. You don't know you don't until know you've tried it. Do it. And that's what we try to stay away from guys. And, I mean, and
1: like you said, you're not the guy that says, Oh, this is the best. Cause then you, Turn around and you're shooting a different can. Well, now you're a hypocrite.
0: And there's so many guys on TV that do that. I mean, yeah. you, you know, they'll use a product and they'll claim it's the best. And three weeks later, three months later, six months later, a year later on their new show, this is the best because this is who's giving us yeah, money.
1: That's the thing. It, it, it's the best, but this is the third can I've shot. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe well, it was the best you shot.
0: Yep. Yeah. And, and, and that's all. And that's what I said in this review. I mean, my goal is to, our goal is to. Not be a Kool-Aid drinker, not be a fanboy yeah. for a certain company. Yeah. I mean, we work with SRT Arms; they design an exclusive suppressor, the Vapor Series, with us. But that doesn't eliminate us from giving you guys recommendations. And like, well, we're not interested in a twelve hundred and fifty dollar can. Right. I've got an eight hundred dollar budget. Well, here you go. I can tell you, you know, this yeah. can sounds loud as hell for eight hundred bucks, or this one sounds relatively good for eight
1: hundred bucks. There's cans on your shelf that we'll never shoot again in our life. Exactly. Like I ain't going to come out and say, you are you know, this guy's can's a piece of shit. Don't buy it. Yeah. We won't, we don't do that. No, we don't say that.
0: It's, no. it's, it's not a, a, a business like way to go about things. But another thing is, is if guys call us on the phone or talk to us, you know, on the, on email, we will give you insight. And, and, and the thing that it really does suck because guys thrive on bad experiences just as much as they do good. Yeah. And it's tough for us to not go, don't buy that. I would rather have
1: us be the guys that say, gosh, that's a pile, dude. Then say that you're, one of your customers come in and buy this can. Now they're mad at you because they bought a can they don't like. Exactly. And, and
0: the easiest way to put it is if you can't afford a $1,250 can, save $400 yeah. so you yeah. can. Yeah. And then you will be happy. Yeah. yeah. You know? Save for another six months. You what know? do you always say, James?
1: Buy once, cry
0: once. Exactly. You it's get like, what you pay for. Yep. You know? You bend over one time and I take always,
1: it I always say you can't put a price on fun
0: that's true too that's that's a good one I mean it, you you live one time I can't justify another 400 save man save yeah. it up and yeah. we're not going to try to tell you what to do I mean yeah. gosh dang it but it, it, it is you get what you pay for we we just want to see guys be genuinely happy and content with a purchase
1: exactly and when it when it comes to products say hunting pro i mean thermals cans guns i mean we've ran enough of them that i can say maybe i don't like that or maybe that's i like that better
0: where most guys cannot right which is fine but that's what we're here for we're right. like you know right. what we're the guys that some guys can't be and we want to bring that to the table just for like you. just
1: like the guy was a year ago the two the two brothers or the cousins that were in your weight room and and we sat yeah. there and listened to them yeah. and and they're like, You guys gotta tell people about this. Stuff. Tell you, you what well, we want to know what the pants are. Why are you effing, wearing those pants? Yeah, why we are want, you wearing that shirt? What we, what is this? He stuff?
0: wanted to know what the pants were. Yeah. He's like, We want to we want to buy those effing pants and <laughs> yeah. they're not on your website. Yeah. And I'm like,
1: I don't want to be the guy that goes out and tries something and don't like it. I want you to do that and then you tell me what it is that I like.
0: And that's what I mean, we do. Yeah. And that's what we we don't. But the thing is is there's a delicate medium there. And it's not where, gonna
1: be all oh, them suck. It's gonna be, well, he's wearing that. It must be all right. Yeah. We thing. we
0: can't freak out and go this is the best, man. You got to use this because this is what we're using. Right. There's a, right. there's a bit of delicacy right. there where you got to go, well, you know, if, if you can afford this good, if not, then you can't, but this is what we're going to be. This is how this, this is how we're going to be stationing. This is how we're going to be molding future podcasters. We're going to get some podcasts where we're just going to be bsing and talking about right. random junk and throwing F bombs and not and being a little bit crazier, but we want to really get into stuff like this where we break it. Like Aaron Davidson, he's going to jump on with this. He's a CEO
1: of Gunworks. We could get Dixon on, Chad. And you will never see us wearing something or using something because that guy paid us the most money. Exactly. No, Ever. Kidding. We have Ever.
0: searched out. And, and I mean, there, we'll be blunt. I mean, this is a suppressor-based podcast here. But there's certain situations where they're like, you know, we 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 made a move to Gunworks last last year, and we'll 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 say this again, yeah. But there's there's guys, so many guys that were butt hurt, man. They were so bad. Why in the how in the hell are you going to let Gunworks put your name on a ten thousand dollar rifle? Why wouldn't I? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We worked with Chad at LRI, and he's a good dude. Oh. There is nothing, not one bad thing I'll say about Chad. His nope. work is better top than notch. amazing it's, it's yeah. individuality man i mean he goes honestly if i was
1: picking out a rifle off the shelf to to shoot to hit a target out there it'd I be one of his i guarantee you it's going to be an lri
0: yeah and and we've worked with yep. travis stevens at ts yep. customs yep. we've had he does, the, he does good work absolutely you know those gun works,
1: th- i mean top notch
0: they're the the, the the here's the deal so we have Gunworks, in and we we didn't go to gunworks because all of a sudden boom oh hey man gunworks must be paying them gunworks isn't giving us any deals other than allowing us to design our own rifle and be able to basically be an affiliate with them the way i that was a tough tough
1: business decision because <laughs> yeah. i sat back for freaking a month or two and i'm here's like, what you were tired of going out i need an action i gotta go here i need a barrel i gotta go here where gunworks
0: source and components man. gunworks
1: is yep. Open the box, here it is. It's a
0: one-stop, one-stop shop. <laughs> you have, they manufacture an action, they um. manufacture a barrel, they manufacture a, a different choice of stocks, which don't get me wrong, guys, that's, that's the mo- one of the most fun and, uh, things to do, and we'll, we'll continue to do it. Source and components, continue to run stuff, but there's a certain point in time where you get diminished returns. You're like, yes, I'm on the phone for freaking 20 hours, 50 hours a year, just talking, maybe even more. Just talking, me more, and
1: John. Yeah, way more than that. Me and John ready to sit down on the pickup, ready to go. Come yeah, out, let's and go, dude. Got our stuff. And on I'm and like, James hey, is in here on the phone. It's like, dude. I'm like, I got to do that at night. But that's just you can't. You talk to yeah, those guys yeah. on the phone, and if you it can comes get at them, a time where it's a job, yeah, you, you got to get exactly him on their business hours too. Yep. It comes to a point where it's a job, and with which, which takes the fun out of it for you because you're the one doing all the legwork.
0: It is fun to meet new guys and build new relationships, but if it's a no brainer, if you can have Instead of building a Raptor, you can buy one put together. Yeah, And there's a price point that comes with it. But if you can do it in the packages there and it's higher performance, if it's just as high or higher performance than what you've ever used, that's what we have to do. Yeah, And, and, and the thing about, you know, it's, it's a similar situation. Gunworks is like LRI in a way, but they are on a, a mass scale. The guys that they have working for them. The, the they have i mean i had to sit back and think all right you, you got to weigh the pros you got to weigh the cons really not a lot of cons with lri but you have gunworks and and i probably shouldn't be talking about it so we'll talk about it in another podcast but they've got two tv shows they've got one on the sportsman channel they got one on the pursuit channel they have x amount of instagram followers the youtube channel that they have has over a hundred thousand subscribers they're getting into the suppressor industry,
1: the right? The, the optics. I mean, it, yeah. yeah.
0: Aaron's an engineer in the, the the heart, the software that is in the Leica HDBs, and he designed that. He developed that software. Why would I not want to be a part of that spectrum where we don't have to try and work with the company that's like, who are you guys? What do you do? They respect what we do. They like it. They see the content we put out there. The see. We may not kill a thousand coyotes a year, but they see the footwork, the extra exertion that we put in to try to market high end equipment to guys that need to have it for their lifestyle. So that's something that that you know it's fun, man. It gets it, it's it's awesome to be able to do that stuff and talk to guys like Doug and get that way. People don't just have to go, you know. That James O'Neill guy's so full of shit. He's just trying to sell us stuff. Listen to Doug. Listen to somebody that's been in the industry for two decades or more yeah. some of yeah. he, he was one of the first he was right up there with with some of the first at GemTech when they came in i think aac even he was right in there when they all started and he's been around aac is purchased by somebody else gem tech's purchased by somebody else guess what SRT's still rolling man yeah They're i, re- I remember
1: when we first started with srt and it might have been a year or two afterwards you were saying he's got to change something he's got to change his marketing is something he's got to push this or he's got to do that but Look at now, like 10 years later and it's
0: which we run. we I we're getting a lot of exposure for him. And, and in right. you're the one that I always said that's if it's right. not if if it's not broke, don't fix yeah. it.
1: There's a reason he's doing what he's doing same as us, you know?
0: Yep. And in his can not I mean, he explained it all in this podcast for you guys to listen to.
1: It, 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 it it's a lot of good info. I mean,
0: solid, badass good stuff. I mean, good, if you good. that that's tough to not soak that up and enjoy every minute of it. But i mean what we've done with doug is we probably should fill in. i mean we we've developed this was before this was literally before guys were getting into and caliber you have, specific cans. you have the
1: exclusive on the vapors correct
0: the vapors and yeah. i got doug to do it it was tough right. but once right. he realized hey man you know what this guy is these guys are doing this that's yeah absolutely i do that yep. you know and he, we've got the 224 vapor how about the caliber
1: specific was he into that or did you push him to that he he didn't initially didn't really want there was, to. There was no such thing as that.
0: As a, there was no such thing as a six millimeter. There's really not a six millimeter can. I mean, Thunder Beast makes a 6.5 now. Right. About a couple years after we were making the 6.5 vapor. Right. Everybody, and, and it's not, oh, look at what you guys did. Just because you guys did it. That's not what it is. We you, just we just got Doug to do it before. I'm like, there's a designated, there's a, there's a position. There's a spot. A void to be filled. Yep with caliber specific cans because if I had a six millimeter a designated six millimeter that it was my coyote hammer from zero to a thousand I'm gonna invest twelve I'm gonna invest fifteen hundred dollars
1: when the suppressor market started getting big everybody's like oh I'm gonna buy a 30 cal and shoot it on all my rifles you know where now everybody's got maybe a couple maybe three four I mean so that caliber specific is is more apt to intrigue people
0: and it's the, the the market that we're hitting absolutely the market, the guys that we're hitting are guys that are, I don't want to say it like that. Guys that, the guys that we're trying to
1: market to will invest that money. Let's say they're custom guys. Cause that's, that's exactly what, them, what they are. What that's, it
0: is. that's how I explain Doug's, right. Doug's suppressors. It's I, like I, a custom rifle so versus a factory.
1: They're b- not going to buy a caliber specific rifle and then go to <laughs> shields and buy a over the counter <laughs> rifle and put it on there. I mean, that's, that's your 30 cal and everything guy. Where, I think the caliber spef- uh, specific guys are, are the custom, you know. Same. Oh yeah, but, they're, they're but custom even,
3: guys. But even the guys who aren't, who are like like some of our buddies, who are just like, hey, I want one can. I'm gonna run it on everything. Yeah. Now, now, what are they doing? How many people have you sold one can to that
1: came back and went, you know what? I want to I want a caliber specific can now. Right. Now they're getting into it. And maybe even not a caliber uh, specific, but a 30 cal and a and a 20 cal. You know, a, a which two, a which for cali- them yeah. is caliber specific. True. they've yes. got a 300 yes. win mag and an AR, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's it, just like anything. There's it's changing. I mean, it's
0: the NFA industry was crazy, man. If I would have got into it, well, I've been in it during the spike. But if a guy really would have stuck your neck out, where you could I wasn't have been a there, rich man about oh, now. you could have you know, made we, bank. Yeah, I mean, there's guys yeah. that are comp- competitors that I'm doing. Yeah a legit review for right yeah. now that you'll see on YouTube that his, the dudes helped with the NFA industry immensely. He's changed rules. He's changed regulations. Yep. That's respect. I oh, don't yeah. care. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys out there and we don't like to bad mouth anybody just because what we some use, guy's but,
1: willing to put his neck out there and do some legwork. I mean, absolutely. You gotta, you gotta, More power you know. to him. Yeah. Heck yeah.
0: More respect for that. Yeah. I will, I will acknowledge that and respect that every Every day of the year, man. Yeah, I
3: mean, that's helping him out, but it's helping everybody else out too.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. And, yep. and when, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, but we, we, so we've worked with SRT arms on the vapor line. We've got designated caliber specific cans exclusive, the 224 vapor. That's a 1.5 outside diameter, 8 inches long. We've got the six millimeter vapor. We've got the 6.5. We've got that seven millimeter vapor. And then Doug opted out. I tried to get him to do a custom 30 cal can. He's like, no, dude. And he goes, if if somebody wants a 30 cal can, they're gonna go with the Shadow X LTI because that's the best can I can make for that caliber. I'm like, all right, man, got you. <laughs>
1: He's a chemical engineer. Why wouldn't he know that? I yeah. didn't. You know what? I, he
0: probably told me that, and I didn't even. When you're like, okay, forgot James about that. James
1: asked if he knows some, something. He's like, well. I Fluid dynamics, a, Doug. I'm well, a chemical I engineer. The, yeah. I was like, duh. Oh, it Come was Stellite versus yeah, Inconel. Yeah. Like, he's well, like, well, yeah, I'm a chemical engineer. I've heard like, of that. Of course I, I know like, the difference. Like, Come on, Ops. You know better <laughs> than that, Get dude. Together, Come on. Ask him a hard question. Yeah. Where you been? He's known that two years before you even knew it. Two weeks. Two weeks. But that's awesome, man. That's cool. Time. It was good. That was awesome. I'm glad we did that. Oh, hell yeah. That and, was and, probably and, and the it, most fun. One of the most fun we've podcasts. We've had that scheduled for about three weeks now and it just didn't work out right. And I, I had somebody ask me just the other day, what, what's up with the, the the canned, you know, podcast? Where's, where's the silent, you know? So I was like, well... It, Got put back a couple times, but
0: he's been Doug's been. I mean, it', it busy, and then he he was yeah. Doing he, some goes gun to work, shows. he goes to the office every day. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He told have us other that
1: people doing his stuff. He's, he he's, he
0: said by the time one time, well, a couple. It was a two weeks ago. He was he was hoarse because he was on the phone all day talking. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's why he wouldn't do it that one time because yeah. he had been talking all day. So,
0: and I called him today. I'm like, "This Duke Doug, let's knock this out, man." And we 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 had him for a good 45 minutes, and well, it was it, solid. Everything everything that I wanted to cover, we covered. Yeah, yeah it was good, and then some yeah plus some Yep. so that's all well, that's what we plan on doing with with a thermal night vision um more suppressors yeah we
1: got guys gun builders that can do that we got the thermal guys that can do that same thing with we'll break it down blow, tyler, some, blow man, some
3: minds tyler will blow someone's mind yeah
0: he'll we'll get him on and what i want to do is get him up here and do a hunt with this and then have him sit down he usually and we comes could up do,
1: every year but He's I don't know what's going to He hasn't eat. recovered from last year, freezing his ass off. <laughs> still cold. He's still got Tyler. the scars on, Tyler.
0: from frostbite on his. Yeah. No kidding.
1: Tyler, if you get frostbite, we're cutting your ponytail off. <laughs> Bring it on, buddy. We got Dropping a whole
0: box her. of hand warmers right there ready to go hot <laughs> yeah, for you, dude. Yeah, he had them taped
1: dude. on his toes. He had them everywhere, man. I forgot about and that. He, remember, he wouldn't, say, uh, he wouldn't tell us he was, he was cold because he didn't want to make fun of him. <laughs> it oh, was that's chilly, good, too. Dude. It was like it was like thirty-five degrees. No, it was it was cold. Below. Yeah, yeah, it was low. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. But yeah, we'll get him back on here. Aaron Davidson's gonna get on. That'll
0: be a good one. What we gotta do is that that, that one worked out good with Doug because suppressors is something that, that we have a lot of experience in regarding usage, not the manufacturing process. But and I think
1: the, a lot of the followers on the YouTube, they're all they know. Yeah, they got the suppressor guys. They know. know. They, That's they, what
0: jump-started us, man. We had guys that, they, they, I mean, in the beginning, you hear it on our first podcast, second, probably all of them, it's stupid not to run one if you can. Yeah. It's just the the advantages that you get with the suppressor. And there was guys that literally, they didn't know. They were telling us that it was illegal because they didn't know the rules. They didn't know the
1: regulations. Well, just like the story you were telling us the other day. The sheriff... You don't remember?
3: Uncle Dwayne and Dad
1: thinking Oh, yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, some guy drove by on the road and said, "Hey, these guys have a they, they didn't know suppressors were were legal 100% if you do the proper documentation, the proper paperwork." But that's what we should have probably. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on NFA regulations, yeah. 1934, You four. You're more than that.
1: Then it's yeah, it's yeah, then I w- you know, I We would. could
0: do, you know, the we we should do is do a whole process of what it takes. There's guys that I get guys almost every week that say, "Hey man, I want to get a suppressor. What do I got to do?" It's not that hard. The first, the way that I learned is, I mean, it's kind of like learning how to swim. Somebody throws you in a damn lake and expects you to swim to shore. That's what this guy did for my first suppressor. He handed me two blank form fours and said, go fill them out. Figure it out, dude. And so I did. And that was before you could Google that shit on the internet. Two weeks later, the ATF pounded on his door. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude.
1: What do you got going on here, bro?
0: But, but I mean, we got the paperwork done and, and you know, I remember the first can. We'll go into detail on that too but uh that'll be for a different one so i don't know that was a fun one that was pretty cool i hope you guys are enjoying it what you guys have anything to put what well, we you know what we should do that remind me of that is we should do we might do sometime is just do a live instagram dude put put put, put our put our phones up here go straight up instagram go live yeah, that's and then a good idea. and then Q&A. Ha- guy yeah exactly guys ask us questions and we could be reading them and the ones that we want I mean it's gonna be there's gonna be a plethora of questions a plethora, a plethora. I like plethora. it I
1: like it
2: <laughs>
3: that'll be phenomenal
0: but we'll do we you know we'll do some 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 uh, questions answers and if guys I mean we can't we're not gonna maybe we could try to go to all of them but there's gonna be popping up going away and crazy stuff that we probably will bypass
1: or, or nobody will even chime
0: in they want to ask us how many <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll i'll chime go. in if <laughs> nobody does <laughs> yeah.
3: start asking questions <laughs> hey abby abby james needs a question text him one
1: oh i can imagine what abby would throw out there
3: we might
0: just have to go over some of our
1: Anyways, All right, wrap we're it up, at we're up at, officer, uh, an hour
0: and fifteen minutes. That's plenty long. We're starting to rag it on here. Yeah. We're just starting to drag it on. We got to get our thermals and geared Recon's up. We got two. A recon two, recon two just went hot. Did it really?
1: Curl, oh. <laughs> curl. I was gonna oh, guess that's an eagle, funny, dude. Recon two is a is a is a game cam we have on. A, you know what? A specific area. I need to write it down.
0: I need to write it down. To kill because box. What we're gonna start doing is advertising for the guys that we're affiliates with because we use their stuff. Uh... Let's close it on that, all right? This go. is something. We got uh, a new
1: company that we're working with, guys. I think there's a mountain lion on that bite on the bait. Recon 2. Because it's emptied line. out? No, it's it's big. Might be wolf.
0: We better go check the tracks. So what recons are, guys? Is, and, and, it's in turkey. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, probably a blurred picture. But we've got a new company that we're working with called Barn Owl. They are, uh, uh, it's, it's a rancher-based company. We'll go there later. Right, they're they're uh they manufacture uh cellular cameras okay so what we do is we set these cameras up over our bait piles and the initial concept was he wanted to set them up over tanks stock tanks so guys didn't have to drive 10 20 for me 40 miles to check tanks set them up over tanks that's
1: why they came up with the idea that's what he
0: did yeah which is think about it how 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 that saves you money do you check your phone you might pay 20 you might pay five dollars a month for your service seven dollars a month yeah the but initial you, cost of the you,
1: you can't even no, do that for that not even gas the and,
0: depreciation yeah. on your rig let alone your, fuel, your time you check if you, all right you know what there's water here here and here and you're done that's what his initial concept was well we kind of took it to a different level this time of year we got it over bait piles so anytime there's kind of a movement we'll set a window where it starts triggering about this time and then it ends at about sun up so that we can see what's it's going on and uh What we got going on is, uh, um, they they are cellular cameras. We can see when the coyotes are coming in. When they get when they when they give us a buzz, when they give us a notification,
1: sends it right to the phone. Yeah,
0: and we can you can't really pattern coyotes. Some guys say you can, but here it's getting really really chaotic. It's getting crazy the time that they're coming in. But so we got the barn owls now, so we got to go. We got this company that we're working with, and we've got a promo code if you guys want to get a discount or you want to help support us, that's that's awesome. The same thing with the, the, the a lot of the other companies that we're working with. Use promo code Ops Recon, O-P-S space R-E-C-O-N. OPSRECON. Use that promo code and you guys can get a deal with the Barn Owl cameras and you can be just like us and set these cameras up over your bait piles. You don't have to go out there and sit and wait. Wait for your phone to ring. You.
1: You're making it sound like we're getting old and lazy. Hey,
0: it's all about evolution. <laughs> Technology, man. Smart, my man. Smarter, Technology. Not exactly. I mean, if 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 I could get muscles without having to lift weights, I would.
1: Liar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, guys, that's that's hey, it's been fun. Hell yeah, it's
1: been yeah. real, real boring.
0: <laughs> we got a lot of information out there but man like I said fellas hey we time just to go. My bang's empty. We just passed I got about this much. We just surpassed right at Christmas 50,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. And that's that's humbling as hell to us guys that we're getting to that point. My goal has always been 100,000 subscribers and with the content that we have planned on getting out there I think we'll get there a lot sooner than it took us to get to 50,000 and we want to keep growing it. We want to keep informing you guys, bringing you guys a lot of content. We hope that you're enjoying it. If you guys have any feedback, yeah, exactly. If you guys have any feedback, if you don't have to
1: be good either, let us know how dumb we are or any gap. Who
0: cares if it's negative criticism, constructive criticism, but we're going to try to get some, if you guys have any recommendations on some high end, some dudes that we could get on the podcast to bring some more insight to you guys. Absolutely. Check us out on Facebook, the O'Neill Ops Facebook page, the Instagram page, of course, the YouTube channel. What's your Instagram? Ops p-
1: under, underscore pro staff. O'Neill Ops underscore
3: pro staffer.
0: Once again, guys, I'm James O'Neill, and this has been the O'Neill Ops podcast with Doug Melton at SRT Arms as the host today, as the special guest, I should say today. We're going to go hammer some coyotes.
3: Let's go make something. Some time.
0: We're out.